What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the episode of the NFL Universe. Uh, I'm Nick. We're joined with Max, and we also have a new member today. We have Kiernan um, from Binghamton University. Uh, really keen on doing a mock draft here. Uh, Kiernan, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, what's up, guys? I'm Kiernan. I uh, did some mock draft stuff last year for the Sport Universe. I also uh, have dappled in the Knicks and Yankees Universe as well. Uh, big New York sports fan, big draft guy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Got it, got it. And uh, so this is our, our mock draft episode. We'll probably put out an uh, episode running over the last of free agency at some point in the near future. But uh, for this episode in particular, we're going to focus on our mock drafts 2022. Should be a good one. This draft is filled with a lot of death rather than stars. Um, the draft can go a lot of different ways, a lot of areas to trade back. In this particular mock, we're going to stick with no trades uh, just because they're hard to predict relatively. You know, there's a few spots like the Obviously, the Jaguars might want to trade back because they need more than one player to really help their franchise out. That being said, uh, we'll stick with no trades for this draft. And that being said, uh, first round, first pick, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they have a lot of needs for this team. Obviously, they just lost their coach, Meyer. Uh, franchise is kind of a mess. They, I think they need a superstar, e- either one big superstar to really help change part of the ball, on either offense or defense, where they're going to need a lot of talent depth throughout the board. I'll start with Kieran. What, what, do you, what do you think they're going to go here? Um, well, before free agency started, I was really key on them picking Evan Neal. But now I think the fact that they've uh, given the franchise tag to Cam Robinson and really helped their offensive line, I'm going to go with uh, Aiden Hutchinson uh, just because I think he's, you know, the most safe player in the draft. Um, and, you know, it's a position of value, defensive end. That's where I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with everything Kiernan just said. Before the draft, I was, again, Evan Neal, like, you got to help that offensive line. I don't know why they franchise tag Cam Robinson twice instead of just going with Evan Neal because his potential is so much higher than what Cam Robinson has shown. But if you're not going to go um, um, Evan Neal, you got to go next best player. I think it's definitely Aiden Hutchinson. I, def- I definitely agree there. I think Aiden Hutchinson, as you said, best player in the draft. And they so- have sort of a linebacker need, too, after losing Miles Jack to – Agency, not exactly the same type of player, but does for the linebacker role, quote unquote. So it's, it's an area they might want to adjust if you're going three and 14. Um, don't think there's much debate there. Only thing is they got to worry about is cap space going forward because they just paid Christian Kirk that that massive contract, which we talked a little bit about last week, which is absolutely ridiculous. But um, the true team needs our whole new organization. Very true. But for draft purposes, in Hudson, I think is the top player on the board, and it would make sense Definitely. for them to go with it. Uh, so pick number two, and this is where Things get a little more spicy. We got the Detroit Lions, who went three thirteen and one last season. Um, team needs they need linebackers, they need wide receivers. You know, again, pretty much across the board. I think they could take anybody and do well with them. You know, I, I'd go with best available player here. Um, we'll start with Kieran. What do you what do you think they're gonna go here? Uh, I'm gonna go with Kayvon Thibodeau. I know that he's been falling in a lot of mocks. They know there's some off the field issues, but if you remember last year, there were a lot of that stuff with Mika Parsons too. You know, the Cowboys are glad he fell. If I'm the Lions here, again, I'm just, like you said, taking the best available player. And on the field, Thibodeau has shown no signs that he will not be a star. So I'm going to go with Thibodeau, 91, you know, PFF grade, like pass grade, uh, pass rushing grade. So I'm going Thibodeau. So for this pick, I've been seeing, and I and you guys might think I'm crazy here, and if you guys are listening, might think I'm crazy as well. I've heard that um, teams are doing their due diligence on Trayvon Walker, and 
from what I've heard, the people think he's going to be top. I completely disagree. I don't see what these people are think what they're seeing. Yes, he's versatile. Like, yes, he can drop back in coverage. He can line up in the middle on the edge, rush a quarterback. But the NFL, it, they make you specialize in one thing. And if you're not in a like on a good team that can really develop, you're not going to have much of a chance. We saw how I, a guy like Isaiah Simmons struggled in this first year. And Trayvon Walker, to me, is even less specialized in his areas than Simmons was. So if that were me doing it, I would go Trayvon Walker just because I think he's done. But I like Thibodeau so much better. So I'm going to agree. I think Thibodeau should be the pick here. And me personally, I do like Thibodeau. I think he's one of those players that's falling and is off field issues. But for me, on the board, I think he may have the highest ceiling out of any player. Yeah. Just between his athleticism, his size, you know, he's one of those players that could be a generational talent, or it could be one of those players where his off the field issues kind of de- come a detriment to him. Uh, but I think you take the chance here. I-, I like that pick for the Lions. Moving on from there, we have the Texans went four and thirteen this past season. Uh, just recently lost to Sean Watson to the Cleveland Brown trade. Uh, so quarterback, I believe, is is on the board without a doubt. Uh, but again, this franchise is one of those franchises that needs help across the board. Um, listed team needs via CBS, uh, guard, center, cornerback, safety, et cetera, et cetera, moving on from there. Um, they lost Tyron Taylor to free agency, so their backup quarterback's gone. They did pick up Kyle Allen but and, and A.J. Can, but I really don't know where this team needs to go in terms of specific player. I think, again, top talent on the board, you take him. Kiernan? Yeah, um, I think that the pick here, if I was in the Texans war room, I'd be rushing in Evan Neal at this point. Uh, just because, I mean, the dude, he, he's a freak. I mean, he's got like a, what, a 48-inch box jump at 330 pounds? I mean, I don't think 330 pounds has looked like that ever. Uh, he's, you know, he's a freak at Alabama, and all they have is freaks. So I'm going Evan Neal and just logging it in. Yeah, I'm, I, I completely agree with this one, too. You know, people would ask, like, they already have Laramie Tunzel, but he can't be there much longer. Titus Howard, to be honest, I haven't really seen much of him, but his ceiling is can't be any higher than Neal's. And the offensive line is one of the positions where, and Evan Neal's one of those players where you put him anywhere on the line, he's going to make an impact. And you can't pass up the talent here. I completely agree. Neal has to be the pick here. And if Evan Neal is the pick here, I, I definitely don't disagree with it. Uh, especially if you're going to bring in a new quarterback at one time. I'm, I'm a big fan of build your offensive line before you get your quarterback because it allowed the quarterback to come into a really good situation or else you have a Joe Burrow situation where you, you lose him to an injury for the year because you couldn't block. Um, and then you have to build the offensive line at a later date. So yeah, I definitely like the pick here, especially with the quarterbacks in this draft, not being anything outstanding, um, potentially good, some good quarterbacks on the line, which we'll probably get to later in the draft, but nothing that really stands out. So going with Evan Neal here, I definitely agree is a decent pick. Um, next up on the mock, we have the New York Jets, who have a ton, again, ton of team needs, especially at, at the beginning here. Um, quarterback is off the list for them. That's one of the players that is off the list as they did draft Zach Wilson last year and had a okay rookie season. Uh, definitely debatable. That being said, uh, teams, team needs, as listed by via CBS, is, is quarterback, edge, uh, linebacker, wide receiver, has a tackle in that order. Um, they did pick up CJ Uzuma, which is a nice pickup uh, not too long ago. They lost Marcus May. Uh, to free agency, which is probably their best defensive player. So they might want to go and replace him here, possibly. Uh, what do you have to say, Kiernan? Uh Yeah, I think that the – again, this is another guy that's been falling, 
but um, and I understand it a little bit more than Thibodeau, but I still really believe in Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. Um, his freshman season, when he was practicing against Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson every day, he had maybe the best freshman season ever. And if I'm the Jets, especially since I have two top 10 picks, I think you can take a little bit of a risk and chase the upside at four here with Stingley. I, I can definitely see going a different route, but I'm, I'm going with Stingley. Honestly, Stingley to me is one of those guys I've really soured on the more I've watched. And one of the, like the main thing is his, the concerns about his work ethic and heart and his, um, and his drive. If you look at his highlights, if you search YouTube, look up Derek Stingley highlights, everything he's done is from his freshman year. And I think it's really indicative of just what, what he's, what he's done in his past, like, or what he's not done in his past years. Like, what do you think is going to happen? And he gets to the NFL and he gets a large contract he's probably not going to start playing very hard. I mean, I see the talent. It's clearly there. This is one of those picks. I personally would go either E. Kamakwanu or Kyle Hamilton. Um, Nick, what do you, what do you think? Let's you're probably the, um, the tiebreaker here. For me. Yeah. I like Sauce Gardner too. I forgot to say sauce Gardner. I, I would take it. Like and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned him. Uh, Kyle Hamilton to me is my favorite player in this draft. Okay. I just love the, the talent that he brings to the board. And obviously he's a safety. So, him coming top three is probably not going to happen, but I think he's one of those safeties that could be a Cam Chancellor type S player uh, in terms of the impact that he'll have on a defense where, you know, he, he, he controls the back of the defense. You know, you're not going to have to worry about getting beat over top. He's, he's going to help everywhere on that team. He's going to help with coverages. I just really love Kyle Hamilton. So I think if you're going to go for best player available, Kyle Hamilton should go earlier. Uh, but in terms of where the Jets go here again, they could go pretty much anywhere except quarterback and obviously running back. Um, other than that, they can use help pretty much everywhere and then don't really need a left off, off the tackle. So like, depending if they want to, where they want to utilize Evan Neal, that could be a possibility, but um, yeah. So I, I love Cam, Kyle Hamilton. So if I had to go best player available, I'd probably go ahead. Kyle Hamilton here. Yeah. yeah I, I'll talk to, I guess when I pick Hamilton, I'll talk to him sure. more, but I really like Hamilton. Gotcha. So number five, uh, the New York Giants, which obviously I'm a fan of, and Kieran is too. That is our team. Uh, I'm out of this one. I feel like <laughs> went four and thirteen last season. Uh, was not fantastic. We knew have a new GM who I think has been pretty solid so far in terms of building the offensive line through cheaper contracts um, rather than making big splashes. So I'm, I'm a fan of that so far. Uh, CBS has our team needs listed as offensive tackle, offensive guard, center, edge, linebacker, safety. Uh, we picked up Ricky Seals-Jones, who I think is an okay tight end for now. Um, we picked up a – I think we picked up a decent amount of guards here in this yeah. offseason, but I think – I think for personally as a Giants fan, one if if we have – he's on the board, I say we go Evan Neal. Um, and, and I think if we're going to go – because obviously the Giants are going to pick at seven, so I'll get to seven after. But I think building our offensive line is going to be key here. You know, if we're going to re-sign Saquon, we've got to build the offensive line at a bare minimum. I, if not, we might as well let him walk. So if I had to pick anybody here, it would be Evan Neal. Uh, Kiernan? Yeah, uh, if Evan Neal is still on the board, uh, I would take him. But um, in this scenario, um, we kind of already put Neal at three. So if it plays out like this, I'm going actually Charles Cross, to be honest. Uh, I like that. I like uh, that. Charles Cross, um, he, I, I personally rate him over Aquanu just because – uh, I think I think he's just more experienced as a pass blocker. You know, Mississippi State blocked a lot 
for the past. I, I honestly see Aquanu as like an all pro guard, but I'm not sure how they'll be a tackle. Yeah. I think Charles Cross is the best pure pass protector in this draft. And um, that's where I would go. If I, was the Giants. I completely agree with what you just said there. hundred percent. Yeah. And again, I think offensive tackle is probably their biggest need in that five pick. So um, if Evan on the board, Cross could be an option. Uh, moving on from there, Carolina Panthers pick. Uh, you know, again, a lot of team needs here. They have a really interesting situation. So looking at the players they acquired, they acquired Xavier Woods. Um, and they lost Hassan Riddick, who, was, who pretty much had a breakout season for them um, this past season to the Eagles. So in terms of their team needs, offensive tackle, guard, cornerback, tight end, quarterback, linebacker, safety. Um, again, depends on who's on the board here. Um, they may want to go the quarterback route and maybe pick their first quarterback. Uh, it's, it seems like they might be in that market from what we've seen so far. Obviously, they went and picked up Cam Newton, and he kind of started over Sam Darnold. So it seems like the team's really looking for a quarterback. Um, Kenny Pickett or I believe Willis, either, either one of them are probably going to go off the board here. It really depends on who they find more talented. I've seen most mock drafts have Pickett, but Willis's uh, stock has definitely risen over the past couple of days. Uh, I think after the combine, he really shoot it up. But, uh, you know, I think they either go quarterback here or best best team need. It really depends on the route the Panthers are trying to take. Kiernan? Yeah, um, in pretty much all of the mocks that I've done, I've had a Quanu here at this spot. It just it makes sense. They need to bolster their offensive line. But I could definitely see quarterback as well. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, just I, to me, he's not the long-term answer. Um, I think there are a couple of people, like, he started out a little hot, and people were like, oh, maybe it was the Jets, and then it wasn't the Jets. So um, I, I would probably either go quarterback or uh, offensive line. Oh, from what I could tell, like, just based on what the pants are doing, they seem to love Malik Willis here. And they, they made a move. I can't remember who they got, but they made a move to fix their offensive line. So are they going to think here that quarterback's the answer? That's, that's what I'm thinking they're going to do. No, I mean, it really depends. They uh, acquired Austin Corbett. Um, it was one of the guards that they picked up this offseason, as well as they got Johnny Hecker, but kind of irrelevant. That being said, uh, moving on from there, we have the Giants at number seven. Um, we got this paid this, this trade via the Bears after they took fields. Interesting spot here for the Giants, having five and seven. I think it allows them to do a lot of things with five and seven. Depending on who's off the board versus on the board, it allows them to go after the higher talent at five and then whoever the better remaining talent is at seven. This spot is a spot that I love. Either, I, either hopefully, either one of two fall, Kyle, Ham, uh, Kyle Hamilton or Thibodeau, who, who I've seen a lot of drafts, him, he's, him going at seven. If the Giants can go and get offensive tackle or if they think Thibodeau's going to go earlier and, and you know cross it, let's say you go get Thibodeau at five and then you go get cross at, at seven, you know, again, this is not a trade. The Giants even could trade. I've heard rumors trading back from the seventh spot. We're not doing trades in this mock. That being said, you take Cross, you take Thibodeau at either five and seven, depending on where you think they're going to fall. Um, you know, I think that's a perfect draft. You know, you're, you're building that line. Um, and, and hopefully, we, I, for me, it's like we're, I hope we get rid of Leonard Williams at some point. I don't think he's been productive enough for the contract that he has. So that'll free up cap space. You'll bring in, a, hopefully, a generational talent in Thibodeau, and then you'll bolster the offensive line. Um, you know, Andrew, Andrew Thomas has picked up his play sort of late, uh, not, not elite, but, you know, hopefully continues to, to build upon the work that he's put out so far. And then you, you put cross in there too, and you start to really build a good offensive line, especially with the guards that you, you signed. Um, so again, I'd love that route. If the Giants were to go there. Kiernan. Yeah, no, I think that like Thibodeau and like 
one of the three really good tackles would be the dream uh, for the Giants. That would get me really excited. And honestly, that would make us a full, just from those two players, that could make the Giants one to two wins better. Like yeah. realistically and like right off the bat, you can't do much better than that in the first round of the draft. Um, I would also not mind uh, if we got a corner, if we, you know, did take Sauce Gardner, uh, you know, you could never have enough corners. So I wouldn't mind that either. Uh, it depends on if all of, like the tackles and Thibodeau are all gone. And then I would say that, that's what I was going to ask. Like for like, I know you, the future of Bradbury on your team is kind of up in the air. And do you trust the Dory Jackson long-term? I know, I know from watching his last few moments in Tennessee, I would not trust him long-term. So I think uh, to me, I mean, yeah, it's your team. So you guys know more than I do, but if it's, I think based on um the board we think it is right now, I think Sauce Gardner is a slam dunk for you guys right there. I mean, I, I love Dory as like a number two. I wouldn't say he's a number one corner, yeah. or even even a three on a on a really good uh, depth chart in terms of cornerbacks. That being said, you know, again, depends on the board. They might want to go Sauce Gardner here again if Kyle Hamilton's on the board because we just lost Jabril Peppers to the Patriots. Unfortunately, I was really hoping they'd get him back, but. Uh, I think Jabril Peppers essentially followed Joe Judge back over to the Patriots because Jabril Peppers, when we had Joe Judge, was one of the biggest, uh, I don't know what, what to call it, supporters of Joe Judge on the team. Always being very vocal about how we support him. So um, I think that was part of the move Jabril Peppers, Jabril Peppers made there, but uh, maybe replace him in the secondary, like you guys mentioned. Yeah. Um, so going on from there, Falcons at number eight. They went seven and 10 last season. Um, obviously, they, they lost. <laughs> They they lost uh, uh, Ridley for um, for gambling, which was a really interesting situation. Uh, they went ahead and traded away Matt Ryan, but went ahead and cited uh, Mariota, who they've been very vocal about making their starters. So I don't think they're going to go with the quarterback in the situation. But again, one of those teams that really needs everything. Um, don't really know where they're going to go here. Uh, they also lost Russell Gage, as I remember. Um, they did acquire Casey Hayward, which is a right of the signing. I think spectacular, but. A lot of options here. Again, best player available for sure, in my opinion. Uh, Kiernan? Yeah, uh, I think in this is where I had, when I was preparing for this, I did mock, and this is where I had Hamilton going. So I know we've already talked about Hamilton, but I think you compared him to Cam Chancellor. I honestly see, like, I watched a, I'm not too into college football, but I would say if I had to say a team was Notre, Notre Dame. So I watch a decent amount of Kyle Hamilton. I see more Troy Polamalu in the way that he's instincts. Like he makes plays. Like you see Troy Polamalu, and he'll just go across from one side of the field to the other to intercept a pass. And you're like, he wasn't supposed to do that. That's just Troy being Troy. I see that in Kyle Hamilton. I really do. Uh, I love Hamilton just as much as you guys do. Um, I just think that this is where he's most likely to fall just based on because he's a safety. And I think Trayvon Walker here too. Um, you know, the combine always raises one player's stock. First time I was doing mocks, I didn't even have Trayvon Walker in the first round. Now you can't have him outside of the top 10 after what he did on yeah. the combine. And uh, I think Atlanta is a really good spot for him. I was going to say, you know, the Falcons, they need edge badly. Walker's fallen a good bit enough, which is crazy to say. And plus, he's right in their back pocket. Went to Georgia. I think that definitely, whether, whether or not it should impact their decision-making, I think it's going to. So I think if Trayvon Walker fell to the spot, I think he'd be snatched up pretty easily. 100%. So moving on from there, number nine, the Seattle Seahawks uh, via the trades, the Broncos, where they had lost Russell Wilson. 
Um, Seahawks are a really interesting spot here. They're very, very deep into this rebuild at this point. Uh, lost Bobby Wagner as well. Um, they did acquire Drew Locke, so I'll be interested to see if they try and start him at some point and try to give him a run. For me, I feel like Pete Carroll, if he continues to coach his team, obviously Pete Carroll's age is a concern to me in terms of starting a rebuild. If Pete Carroll continues with his team, he's a, I think he's a solid coach. He's really going to want have, to have his pick at a quarterback. And I don't know if they're going to find in this draft. If they go quarterback at the situation to replace Russell Wilson, they may go Willis here. Uh, but again, this is one of those teams that needs everything. So, you know, I think it really comes down to how Pete Carroll feels in terms of replacing Russell Wilson right away. Um, and if they want to go ahead and try Drew Locke out, uh, try to get the most of that trade that they made. Kiernan? Yeah, I think that if in my mind, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm not going quarterback right away just because if, if you were like five, if you're a five one team with Russell Wilson, yeah. like I don't see a point in you're clearly not going to be good with you know, a rookie quarterback. So trying to build that roster so when you get that rookie quarterback, you can hit the ground running, I think uh, is the move I would go towards. And you can go a lot of different routes. Uh, for me, I really like George Karloftis uh, from Purdue. I think that if you look at you know, he played in the same conference as Aiden Hutchinson, and teams would prepare for him and Hutchinson in similar ways. They would game plan around stopping Carl Loftus if he played Purdue, and Hutchinson if you played in Michigan. Now, obviously, Hutchinson's a bit more impressive because he has a job move on the other end, and Carl uh, Loftus doesn't. But I'm, I'm, I, I see him all mocked everywhere, but I think I would probably go with Carl Loftus here. Um, some other players, you can go with receiver, try to, like, expand that receiving core a bit. Like, you know, if you get, like, a Drake London, then DK, Tyler, and yeah. uh, Drake London, that's one of the best receiving cores in the league, maybe. So there are a couple ways you can go. I think, personally, I don't know if they'll do because Seahawks have had a bad track record of doing this, but I think if anyone on the offensive line, like one of those tackles, a Kwanu, Charles Cross, any of them are available, I think they almost have to because offensive line has been an issue for them for so long. And it almost – it's one of the things that drove Russell out of town because he probably one of the reasons he didn't want to sign there long-term. So I think based on the way I'm looking at Ethan Aquan would probably be available right here. And if he is, they have to. I don't agree with you, Max. I think they're off, you know, looking back really at their past two years, offensive line has been their biggest issue. Um, yes. And it's, it also has a good point in terms of your five, one team with Russell Wilson, then what is a new quarterback going to make it? So, you know, quarterback is something they probably should stay away with, away with it with both of you guys. If they don't touch that offensive line, then there's no point in even bringing in a quarterback. Um, next we have up is the Jets via uh, Seahawks trade. Uh, Jets are back on the board here. Again, a lot of options. Uh, what do you guys think? Kiernan? I think this is where the first receiver comes off. I think they go receiver. Um, just to their, their, their receiving room just isn't mm. good enough. I mean, Elijah Moore did come in last year and uh, make an impact, but I would say that if you have an opportunity potentially to grab the best receiver in this group, whatever they think, if they think it's Garrett Wilson, they think it's Drake London, even if they think it's Olave, um, I, that's where I would, that's where I would think the Jets are going to go. I don't know how, how I feel about going receiver this year for them, because I, um, because they have Elijah Moore still. Corey Davis, like, he's not ever going to be receiver one, but he can be a good two or three. But they have pieces there. But like that defense, they have an opportunity to um, have a really good defense. So I think if there's a corner, one of, if one of Stingley or Sauce Gardner is available, I think they have to consider that. 
even the edge guys, Jermaine Johnson, if Carl Laftis is there too, I, I think th those are guys I would still take over on um, a receiver. You know, again, it needs help, but I think that's one of those things that can wait a little bit, especially mm -hmm. when you get into the later rounds with the, the amount of picks they have. Yeah. For me, I don't hate the Jets taking receiver here. If I had to pick receiver first receiver off the board for me is Drake London. I think he's the best receiver in this draft by yeah. a good margin. Um, yeah, I would, Hopefully one of you guys will mention, hopefully make the pick later for the, the other receiver, which was previously mentioned. Just want to keep a little bit of suspense here, but was my number one receiver for a long time going into this draft, but uh, I've changed my mind on him as of late, but hopefully you guys will mention him in the future. Uh, at number 11, we have the Washington Commanders uh, finally have a new name. Uh, went seven and 10 last season. Um, needs is cornerback, linebacker, guard, and safety. Uh, in terms of players, they lost Ella Scherf, who was a great guard for them for quite some time. Um, they lost Kyle Allen, but they went ahead and replaced him with Wentz through that trade. Um, Ricky Seals Jones, they lost to the Giants. They also lost Lenny Collins. So, a lot of needs here. Again, one of those teams that beyond maybe like an edge rusher, they don't really need because they have Chase Young. And then I don't think wide receivers are a big, big need. Terry McLaurin's pretty solid, and that receiver core that they've had is has put some good games together. So, um, maybe corner linebacker in this situation might be the move. Um, I believe Kerrigan retired, if I remember correctly. This was it this offseason, or I can't remember off the top of my head. But that being said, uh, could be a route they go here. Uh, Kiernan? Yeah, uh, I think corner, like there definitely will be, I think, like Trent McDuffie type. Like I would not mind that at all for them, even though he's a, he is a little short, but I think he makes up for that with his technique. I also wouldn't hate them going receiver. Like I think that, like, you can never have enough of those, you know, and to get a true number two besides McLaurin would be scary. I also wouldn't mind uh, just taking, if we're going best available player, uh, somebody that in terms of talent is a top five player, but his position is Tyler Lindenbaum. So, you know, I think this is a round where you, we should start thinking about him just because he's such a good center, but uh, those, those are the routes that I would be thinking about. Yeah, I, I would definitely think it's be. Um, it's it's Linderbaum or a receiver here because if you look at least the way I think the draft's going to play out I think a lot of their needs aren't really going to be here like Jermaine the way I have it Jermaine Johns would be available I, Jordan Davis with their defensive line I mean those are great players but like the, their defensive line is already like really 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 good and their receiving core is one of those things they have with um, Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin it's it's good but I think they could one other player could really take it over the top. And if Drake London were available here, I think that would really round them out. I think they'd have to go for it. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on from there, number 12, the Vikings went eight and nine last season. A lot of different needs here. One they don't need was as a late acquisition. Um, Zadarius Smith went ahead and signed with the Vikings after was supposed to sign with the Ravens, but didn't. Um, so obviously I don't think edge is really an overwhelming need at this point, especially with the money that I've tied up in Zadarius Smith. Um, other than that, Corner guard, linebacker, it really depends what they need. Again, uh, you know, quarterback, they're kind of set for now. Probably should look to replace them at some point, in my opinion, but definitely not this draft. Um, again, just one of those depth years that they really need to look at what their needs are and, and fill it. Uh, Kiernan? Yeah, I would, I would say, like, pretty much the same, like, debate. I would say if Linderbaum is there for the Vikings, I think that, like, I would rush the card in just because – they have they have a need an interior line like a real need and he would like the thing with Linderbaum is that 
Like you look at Creed Humphrey last year, right, for the Chiefs, and like everyone said that he was going to be a good center, but he dropped to the second round, and then the Chiefs got the best center in the league. So that's really where I would like hammer him if I'm the Vikings, just because they have, like, you look at the Vikings roster, and I don't know how they're not like a playoff team. It's it's weird. They're always right there. They need something to push them over the top, and. I think maybe even an elite interior lineman could do it. Um, I also wouldn't mind a corner here. Um, yeah. Here's, here's another question. It's like your point about Creed Humphrey turning out so well. Well, here's the thing. Interior offensive line is one of the safest picks in the draft, like just as a position. So what did they decide? Okay, we can get better value in the second round. And if Jordan Davis is available right here, a freakishly athletic specimen in the middle of the defensive line can get to the – quarterback and also is as strong as an ox can stop the run I, I think if he were here at this point I think the Vikings would be hard-pressed to turn him down especially with if Daniel Hunter comes back that defensive line could be one of the best mm-hmm. well they yeah. agree I mean a lot of routes Kiernan yeah I mean I, I like I like I like Jordan Davis uh he's another you know combine freak and obviously playing at Georgia just uh those those they're built kind of different on defense there so I certainly would not mind Jordan Davis going there at all. 100%. So at 13, we have the Houston Texans again. Uh, This trade comes via the Browns, via the Deshaun Watson trade. So 13, again, need every position. Kiernan, who do you got here, Mock? Yeah, this is where uh, I actually had uh, Jordan Davis going. But uh, I also wouldn't mind, like, a really good linebacker, like if they take N'Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd. Uh, here just to help out that defense and take best available player. Or they could go QB too with 13, like, but I think that again, it's similar with the Seahawks where like Davis Mills is like, he would probably be in the quarter conversation for top QB in this year's draft if he was coming out. So I think they're going to bowl with him. So I, I would probably go like, this is the part of the draft where I would see like one of the linebackers going. Could they decide to go edge if one of those guys were available? I think they would go Jermaine Johnson if he oh, were here. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think edge is more valuable. And I think because um and then Johnson, he could look like he'd be a really like a force off the edge. If he were here, I think that's that'd be the pick for them. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I think it would be Jermaine Johnson as well, actually, just because uh he at the senior bowl, he was dominant. Like he was winning every one-on-one drill they put in front of him. Uh, I think he's NFL ready, you know, right now. Um, I, I'd even put him over uh, another edge that we're probably going to talk about soon, which is a job of, uh, I really like Jermaine Johnson. And actually if he was there at 13, that's where I would go. If I was Houston. And also like my opinion, they could at this point in the draft, maybe go secondary too, because they lost us to the chiefs. Um, you know, it's a possibility, but again, whatever their team needs at the time and they feel like they could go with it, there's really no, like, that's a bad pick because they need everything. Um, moving to that, on from there, we have the Ravens at 14. They went eight and nine last season. Um, needs is linebacker edge, has a tackle corner, wide receiver. Um, they acquired Morgan Moses, which is pretty solid uh, for the tackles position. And they also got Marcus Williams, who I think is a pretty good corner. Um, you know, safety rather, and then in terms of who they lost the cornerback, they lost like Anthony Everett. So, uh, it really depends what they want to do here. Like linebacker, um, I think offensive line would probably help them too. 
Um, just because, I mean, obviously they got Morgan Moses, but I think one of the limiting factors, especially the Ravens the past couple of years, has definitely been their offensive line play as well as their wide receiver play um, being pretty lackluster. Marquise Brown fast, but he's typically not had the best hands throughout his time in Baltimore. Um, so, again, a lot of options here, Kiernan. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind at all them going with, like, Garrett Wilson or Jameson Williams just to boost that receiving core. Um, personally, again, this is where um, also they do need defensive line. So uh, with some of the edges, too, they could go with Ajabu. Uh, they could go with if Jordan Davis is still there, uh, they'd run that in. Devontae Wyatt as well, his running mate at Georgia, who also had a crazy good combine. It got overshadowed by Davis a little bit, but Devontae Wyatt really looked like a freak at the combine too. Um, so that that's either receiver or uh, one of the two Georgia defensive linemen. That's where I'd probably go. I, I think if Garrett Wilson's available here, which I would, which I have in um, my draft, I would I would give him to the Ravens because that Lamar and that offense is so critical to their success. You know, as much as Lamar's had problems in the past few years, he hasn't really had the help. They just drafted Rashad Bateman last year, but they're still not, they're still really not there because they still have Hollywood Brown, who's not that great. I don't, I don't think, I don't trust, I'm not waiting on Devin Duvernay to really blossom. He hasn't shown me enough yet in two years. So if, if you have Garrett Wilson there, I think that's the play. For me, like, since we're going to, I really touched on wide receivers in this particular spot. I do not like Olave. I think he's got okay talent, pretty solid talent, but his off the field issues and I'm hearing about his like attitude in the locker room. You know, I think with people like Drake London on the board, he's the Olave is just going to fall and he he'll probably be at the end of the first round or maybe even the second rounder just because of his all field antics um, in terms of I heard he's not supported in the locker room, et cetera, et cetera. So um, big question marks there. So if there's wide receiver to avoid the spot, I'd probably go Olave, but um. That being said, uh, next two picks, we have the Eagles at 15 and 16. Um, obviously, they got Hassan Riddick, so I don't think Edge is main, probably their main priority for this particular draft. Uh, but again, they need pretty much everybody. Um, they're set at quarterback, Jalen Hurts for now. Uh, offensive line could probably use some touching up. Uh, linebacker, corner, safety, uh, defensive tackle, wide receiver, linebacker is, um, is their team needs via CBS. What do you guys think at 15 and 16 here? We'll go back to back since they are the Eagles for both picks. Yeah, uh, I have the pick 15. I know the Eagles, they're very analytically run, so they might avoid picking linebacker in the first round, but their linebackers were arguably the worst in the NFL last year. So if I'm the Eagles, I'm going to bite the bullet and still just go with the linebacker. I'm going to go into Kobe D um, from Georgia. You, If you watch that national championship game, he looked faster than a lot of NFL and I think linebacker is a spot where you can draft a guy and they can be top tier right away just because linebackers in the NFL, they get picked on in coverage. And I don't think that's going to happen with Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd. Um, and then 16, uh, even though they did get a song Reddick, I think if Ajabo is here just because of his potential and the fact that you have three picks, you can, you know, take a little bit of a swing because he, he only started playing football when he was – in high school. So there's still so much left to develop with him. And I think the Eagles have a, you know, pretty solid, they've always had a good, really good defensive line. It's what drove them to their unfortunate Super Bowl win, but uh, we'll, we'll go with the job. Yeah, I'm in agreement here, especially with the linebacker. They need help. They, they haven't had much there in years. And 
if Devin, especially if Devin Lloyd and Nicole Weeding are there, I don't think they pass up. I don't think I pass up either one. I mean, depending on which, I still, I think they take Devin Lloyd first, but if they have to take Nicole Dean, they will. And I definitely agree about the edge, because even though they took us on Reddick, like ed, the edge is so important. I don't know about Ojabo though, if, if Carl Laftis is available. I think if J Carl Laftis or Jermaine Johnson are there, they would take those guys just because they're healthy. But I definitely agree about the approach. Linebacker and edge, I think, is the play here. Mm. Um, that being said, at 17, we have the Chargers. And I think Chargers is one of is the first team that I really see that doesn't need everybody, um, especially with how their free agency worked out. Uh, so in terms of the offseason, they picked up a lot of good players here. They picked up J.C. Jackson on that giant contract. Um, picked up Sebastian Joseph Day at D-tackle. And they picked up Khalil Mack at the edge rusher. Uh, notably, in terms of the losses, they lost Brian Beluga at tackle. So to me, this, this leads to one of two ways. They went heavy defenses free agency because obviously of how their division turned out, uh, three really competitive quarterbacks in that division now between Mahomes, uh, Derek Carr, and Russell Wilson. You know, they're trying to bolster their defense to be able to combat that. Uh, so you could either go interior linebacker here, because I think that's really the last spot that they really need. Uh, obviously, safety, Derwin James, you have a, a quarter at, at, at uh, J.C. Jackson. And then your edge rushers, you have Cleo Mack, a defensive tackle. You have Sebastian Joseph Day. So, and then, obviously, in the other edge rushing spot, you have Bosa. So, in terms of their defense, there's not many holes, giant holes to fill. I think you have to go interior linebacker. Or I think on the off side of the ball, I think the the obviously thing, obviously thing to do is go to tackle here uh, because you want to protect Justin Herbert. So if, if the Chargers go one or two right there, either one of them, uh, they're going to hit this, this draft out of the park and really complete their team, hopefully be one of those Super Bowl contenders going into the next couple of years. Kiernan? Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to – Agree. I would really, really love on the Chargers here to take Jamison Williams. And the reason is because when I, I think that too many times when people think of draft, they think, where are we weakest? And that's where we need to go, which there are certainly times where you need to do that. But the Chargers right now, if they, they have Keenan Allen and they have Mike Williams, if they add a first round talent, a cheap first round talent, then their receiving core is one of the best in the NFL. And you don't win a championship unless you have a position group that's one of the best in the NFL. And for the Chargers, like, yeah, you could go line. You could go, uh, like you were saying. But I think that it's a similar thing with the Bengals where last year, right, where they could have went Panacea, but instead they got one of the best receiving cores in the league. And I think more teams are going to start thinking like that. And that's why if I'm the Chargers, I'm going Jameson Williams at 17. Um, I'm I'm personally with Nick on this one. You know, I, I get the argument with Jameson Williams, but they have a great receiving core the way it is. And like also with him with Jameson Williams being injured, I mean, he seems to be doing well in his rehab. I've I've seen I saw a video of him doing um knee ups today, which isn't like that significant, but it's pretty far ahead where you, where normal players would be in their rehab. But that point being said, I think you only make that pick up with the receiver, like the Bengals situation. If you think that guy can be a generational talent, I don't think Jameson Williams is going to be that. Um, I think Trevor Penning is a great value pick for them here. I taking Rashawn Slater as the left tackle worked so well last year. So I think you finish, you, you lock up the guys on the outside, you go Trevor Penning if he's available. Mm -hmm. In terms of like Jameson Williams, I don't think he really has that upside that let's go Alabama receivers, uh, Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith possibly could have. So, Still a fantastic receiver, still a first-round talent, but you know maybe a, a lower tier receiver one. Um, but again, if you're gonna if you're gonna go that route, you're gonna take all and just absolutely make your wide receiver core a monster. You just one of those guys that could definitely fill it out. 
Um, going on from there, at 18, we have the Saints again. Um, really depends what they want to do here. Nine and eight offensive tackle is probably the biggest need. Uh, do they go quarterback and take a shot here? Um, you know, they might want to do that. Uh, you also have our receiver, safety. There's a lot of different roles they can fill. I think the Saints are a really interesting team because, you know, they lose Sean Payne for retirement. So I don't really know where this team falls because I feel like that was the, the last really thing that's keeping them together and making them an elite team was the coaching. And I don't know where they go from here, obviously having to start a whole new rebuild. Um, you know, I think that defense has been pretty good, but I think it's pretty aged. And then offensively, they're kind of aged too. So they're a really old team. Um, so, you know, where they go here is a mystery to me personally. Um, they did acquire, um, I'm trying to think, uh, Marcus May. So they probably won't go safety. Um, and they lost Marcus Williams. So I, I think safety is probably off the board, just looking through it. Um, but other than that, I, I really don't know where this team goes with this pick in particular. Kiernan? Yeah, um, they definitely could uh, go a lot of different ways. And the uh, the cap situation that they have, too, they're, they're in cap hell, even worse than the Giants. So, um, But I think they go quarterback. Uh, yeah. I think they go Malik Willis. I, I think, too, that, like, if you can get, like, the player that you think is the best quarterback or even the second best quarterback in the draft at 18, which you might be able to, I, I think you do it, especially – since they need they need to get rid of some salary, so getting a cheap quarterback and look, their their roster isn't horrendous around the quarterback position. I, I don't think it's a terrible situation for a rookie quarterback to go into New Orleans either. So that's where I would go. Yeah, um, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis—they're both definitely not making it this far in the draft. But if one of them somehow does. The Saints are not passing it up. They can't think twice there. They don't have a future at that position at all. And with such an opportunity, they just they you can't say no. Mm-hmm. And who, who my, do you think is more like realistic to like be that? Would you go who after them? Who would you go with? Would you go with like Howell or Ritter? I am not a Wake Forest bias aside because I don't like UNC. I don't like Sam Howell at all. I the love the stuff I've watched on him. It seems like his receivers are doing a lot of the plays. It's there's there's been a lot of plays with um how how or I'm asking like wh- what are, like, what did he do here? I personally like Corral and his potential. I'm a little iffy on um I'm a I'm a little um actually Desmond Ritter too. I'm a little iffy on Corral because he has some he yeah. throws some bad balls. I also have I also have to ask myself with um um Corral like what did he do here? But like but definitely if if um if Pickett's available or Malik, then definitely yeah. keep there the pick here. Yeah. And also, can I set aside for a second and someone call me? I kind of have to take it. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah. So that being said, you know, for, for me, I am always one that is sketchy on North Carolina quarterbacks, whether it be UNC or Duke, uh, a.k.a. Daniel Jones or Mr. Pitsky. But, um, yeah, either way, you know, I, I get a lot of options here, but let's see where they go. Um, at 19, we have the Eagles uh, again, uh, the third first-round pick. So, they, again, they have a, a – really good chance here to build a really good roster um, with, with a lot of first round picks here um again i think edges off the board uh, and then depending on where they go with the second pick you know i pretty much agree with you kid i think they're probably going to linebacker with that first pick with how the linebacker play was uh so let's say linebackers off the board you're left with corner safety the tackle wide receiver uh maybe another linebacker uh what do you think here yeah i think that uh right i think going uh Olave, this is around where I would have him go. I think that getting another 
you know, getting hurts another weapon, really seeing, uh, you know, when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, you can't give him any excuses. Another way they could go is, uh, well, there's a lot of cornerback talent around this, like, late first round range. So they could go with, like, Andrew Booth. They could go with Kyrie Elam. Um, those are players they can go with, as well as, like, even a Trevor Penning to replace uh, – they're like, I think Lane Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that being said, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, and then moving on from there, we have these Steelers who were nine, seven, and one this past season. Lose Ben Roethlisberger to retirement. They go ahead and sign Mitch Trubisky. It, it seems like they're really going forward with him as a starter after having a solid backup year in Buffalo. Um, they, they lost Zach Ertz this past season. Uh, as well as Joe Schobert. So, you know, it depends where they want to go here. Again, if, if one of those guys, either Pickett or uh, Willis is on the board, you take them. But other than that, again, they could really go anywhere here. They might try to pick anywhere. They might want to go offensive tackle and see what you can get out of Mitch Trubisky um, or maybe even wide receiver because you, you lost Juju. Uh, other than that, again, a lot, a lot of room here to work with, but it all depends on how they feel about Mitch Trubisky. If he's really a set starter, you may want to avoid quarterback and go offensive tackle and try to build around there. Kieran? Yeah, I I can't see them building around. Trubisky. Yeah. It's just, I, I can't. I think that they're going to draft somebody. Um, I'd probably go. I mean, I could even see the Steelers trading up. But yeah. um, there's a tackle that uh, I guess we haven't really talked about that I like. And that's uh, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan. Uh, I really like – he's just an interesting, like, player to me. You don't really hear about players that come into college. You know, he comes into college as a tight end, then adds, like, 80 pounds. So, you know, he has that, like, athleticism, comes into college as a tight end, adds, like, 80 pounds, and becomes one of the top top uh, top pass-blocking tackles in the country. So, like, my money is on them taking quarterback. Like, I really think that – if, if I had to say, like, I'm sure one team in the NFL draft is going to take a QB, I, I, to me, it screams Steelers. Um, so that's where I would go if I were them, but probably, like, a tackle, mm. if not that. 100%. So at 21, we have the Patriots who went 10-7 and seven last season. Patriots are always impossible to mock because Bill Belichick does what he wants. You never know. You go Kyle Duggar, who's a D2 player out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. um, that, that being said, you know, looking at who they lost, they lost J.C. Jackson, which is pretty huge. Um, they did acquire Mac Wilson, so I expect them to probably avoid the linebacker spot. Uh, they traded Chase Winovich. Um, so we got a lot of options here. If they're going to avoid any spot, it'll probably be linebacker. Um, if they address any spot, could be guard. They lost Shaq Mason. They lost Ted Karras at center. Um, they lost corner J.C. Jackson. You know, this – this Patriots team, in my opinion, on paper, is not as good as it was last year. Uh, yeah. So it depends where they go with this draft, but it should be interesting to see where they go in terms of what needs they think it needs to be filled. Again, Dalton Belichick, he makes ultimate decisions here, and he he he's really unpredictable with his first round picks. Kiernan? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, Bill Belichick is definitely like really hard to mock for. Um, I, I could still see them going like if if Devin Lloyd is still here, like. I definitely could see them going uh, Devin Lloyd. Also, they did just lose J.C. Jackson, 
So uh, I think the play is, and I, they, they probably anticipate like one of the corners they like being here. Uh, there's again, it's kind of the same thing with the, the Eagles. I have, I have the Eagles taking Andrew Booth. Uh, I'm going to have the uh, Patriots taking Lloyd. I mean, I think Bill Belichick is also a guy who will take the you know best player he sees regardless of what anyone else thinks. Um, and I think Lloyd dropping here would be, uh, he, he's a real playmaker. I get the value argument of linebacker, but um, I, would, I would really like that for them. Got it. Moving on from there, 22, we have the Packers who are in a really interesting situation here. Went 10 and 7 last season. They have to trade away De- uh, Devontae Adams. They, they re sign Aaron Rodgers' massive contract. They're in a horrible, horrible salary situation. They need to get talent uh, around Aaron Rodgers. They're going to put themselves in a really bad situation. That being said, you know, I have this 22 pick. I'd love for them to trade down here, but for the sake of the draft, I think you could, I think their number one option right now is probably go to wide receiver because they need to replace Devontae Adams. So, um, whatever best wide receiver is on the board at that point, whatever they think, that's where they want to go. That being said, Packers are notorious for not going out and getting a receiver when, when Aaron Rodgers really needs a receiver. So, uh, we'll have to see what they do. Uh, Kiernan? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just going to keep every year. I'm going to mock them to take a receiver. Are they going to? Who knows? But I really like Traylon Burks here uh, for the Packers. He's a versatile kind of Debo Samuel, Cordell Patterson type player. Um, I think that with Aaron Rodgers, you know, he could use um, a play, a, a piece in that offense like that, kind of fill multiple roles. Uh, the Packers have been just probably honestly the worst. I mean, the, the draft where they drafted Jordan Love might be the worst draft in NFL history. Mm. I mean, you look okay. like... Okay, let me... I, I, I have something to say about that, what you just said. Okay, mm-hmm. okay that, that year, okay, let me just go through some of the picks. Packers with Jordan Love, Raiders with Damon Arnett and Henry Ruggs, Titans with Isaiah Wilson. You know what the funny thing about that draft is? And the, oh, Jeff Gladney too to the Vikings. I've never seen a draft with so many guys just with so many character issues. Like, how much did like the COVID aspect of it? Like the guy they couldn't meet in person. Yeah, yeah. Like that 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 draft. Like I don't think it was a coincidence that that draft was like so bad. No way. DeAndre Baker was the year before that, right? With the Giants. Yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah. And and also, fill me fill me in. Uh, so what have I missed? Like the I we I left at the Eagles pick. Did you guys go receiver for the Eagles at nineteen? Yeah, at nineteen, yes, we wide receiver after yep. uh, and not after going linebacker earlier in the draft. Completely agree. What about um, Steelers and Pats? Steelers, we were leaning towards quarterback. The Pats, we were leaning towards corner. Yeah, um, I agree with corner for the Pats. Quarterback for the Steelers. Who do we go with? I See, mean, that was. I mean, obviously, if uh, one of the two big ones are there, um, I I think that I'm still going to go. I'm going to fight. I mean, I like Howell more than you do just because, like, I think that he lost a lot of the NFL talent that he had. He did. Years ago, and he still, you know, put up good enough. Like, his numbers didn't really drop off. Um, I I will say that he, he does make some questionable decisions, like, he definitely does, but I think that like it's really impressive to me that you know he stepped up and didn't let the team's play fall off too too much. Like they still made a bowl game, right? So, 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 
to um to kind of say what I was saying as my phone is ringing, so I didn't really get to answer the question that well that you asked about the quarterbacks. I per I love Matt Corral's upside. I think he throws a deep ball so well. I think Desmond Ritter honestly is a good pick, good pick too. I think he's safer, but I think those would definitely be the top two quarterbacks on the board after Pickett and Willis. I think for sure. And I do like corners of the pads. Um, I would I would put um Andrew Booth on the pads, and something came out about. He had some sort of injury, but they say they don't think he'll miss training camp. And yeah. I love his tape, so I would I think it's a great pick for the uh, for them. Pats and we went receiver for the Packers, right? Yeah, yeah. Traylon yes. Burks. Burks is what I like. I, Burks, I, I love Traylon Burks. I hope he falls to the Titans. He never will. He never and, will. And Max, I made it very clear that although we are mocking Packers as draft wide receiver, the odds that they do are very slim because they hate drafting. Receivers. If they don't do it this time, <laughs> then like. With two, for, with two first round picks. They need like, to. Come on. They need to. Uh, so at 23, we have the Cardinals. Interesting to see where they go here, right? They lose Christian Kirk, who's probably their number two, number three receiver. Um, I personally like Christian Kirk as a, as a number two, number three receiver. I think he's fantastic and he has a lot of upside. He has pretty good games throughout the season. That being said, still have DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, kind of Cardinals loss, but Jaguars huge loss because they put too much money into him. That being said, lost Chase Edmonds, didn't necessarily need it, but James Conner. Um, and I think big, biggest of all, they lost Jordan Hicks. Uh, uh, not Jordan Hicks, um, Chandler Jones, rather, in terms yeah. of edge rush. So in terms of where they go here, they could go edge rush to replace Chandler Jones. You know, J.J. Watt is also aging. Um, or they might want to go corner here because I think it was pretty evident, especially in that playoff game this year against the Rams, that they got absolutely torched through the air. And that may be something they want to address. Um, Kiernan? Yeah, um, they could definitely go those routes. Um, I think they also need to address interior line. Um, and I think I would go with Zion Johnson from uh, Boston College. I think he's the most pro-ready guard in the draft. I remember even around the Super Bowl, people were saying that uh, if the Bengals, like the Bengals should just start Zion Johnson at guard, like right now. Like that's how pro ready uh, he would is now. Obviously, like that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I think Zion Johnson needs the pick. Try to you know protect Murray because uh, they also their their offensive line also got blown up versus the Rams. The way I have the draft, what the way I'm doing right now, Linderbaum would even be available, and if that if he is available, then they don't oh, yeah. twice. I completely agree. Their their offensive line's been a problem for a while. I don't know why they haven't fixed it yet, but. Moving on from there, we have the Dallas Cowboys at 24, who went 12 and 5 this past season. Um, lost Randy Gregory, Randy Gregory uh, due to cap reasons. Essentially, they lost Amari Cooper via that trade to the Browns. Um, they also lost guard Connor Williams. I believe they lost the tackle Lyle Collins. They, they've lost a quite decent amount of guys. I lost as, as well as they lost Cedric Wilson. I think I think still think they're good at wide receiver, right? Not as good as they were worth Amari Cooper, but um, you know, uh, CD Lamb as, as well as Michael Gallup. I think put together a pretty decent wide receiver room, um, however else you want to fill it out. I think one of their, their weakest points is probably interior defensive line uh, this past season, so I'd probably put that as their biggest need. Uh, but again, this is one of the teams that I think they pretty much overperformed and outperformed any expectation in this past year. So, um, you know, they might want to replace edge rusher as they lost Randy Gregory and DeMarcus Lawrence really hasn't been the same player. Uh, so a lot of routes they can go here, but those would probably be my top two needs. Um, Kiernan? Yeah, uh, I think that you you should start thinking about rebuilding that uh, that you know that dominant offensive line that's been you know is starting to you know deteriorate a little bit. 
So I'll, I wouldn't mind going with uh, like I uh, talked about before, Bernard Raymond or even like a Kenyon Green or like a player like that, just to get the O line uh, back to where what's led them to uh, relative success. Um, so that, that's where you know build it through the trenches. That's where I might lead those Cowboys. I definitely see that. I think definitely their safest option. Here's also a scenario I heard, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on it. So I believe it was Daniel Jeremiah I was watching, and he said, so, like, what if they take N'Kobe Dean and, like, to, in order and then in order to um, make up that loss at edge, they put Micah Parsons there, let him go full-time at edge. We're talking, like, potentially 20 sacks a year. Yeah, no, I wouldn't mind that at all. For him. Actually, but I think, but offensive line, I mean, that's probably a bigger need, and if the value's there, then, like, why would you pass? Yeah. But like that, that I hadn't thought about that. But that that that's kind of honestly, I really hope they don't do that as a giant. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know why. You'd yeah, the offensive lineman would that. not be too happy about that. Yeah, and for me, it's like I don't know how much I love Michael Parsons as pure edge rusher. I just think he's so versatile; he can kind of do it all. If you're gonna lock him into that position, it may not be the best, but he we know we know for a fact he can excel at it. Don't get me wrong; he'll be one of the better edge rushers in the league. Um, but would he be better suited to the interior linebacker? I don't know, but it's, it's a really interesting concept to think about. Um, they definitely could if they think it's the best move. Uh, moving on from there, we have the Bills went 11 and 6. Um, one position they really, really don't need is, is Edge with that disgusting contract <laughs> they gave to Bob yeah. Miller. <laughs> Tell us about it there. You know, even with the money up front and how they're going to structure it, it's at the end of the day, it's still a lot of cap locked into uh, an, an aging, aging edge rusher. Um, maybe has one or two good years left in him. Um, they also got OJ Howard at tight end, so I don't think they're really gonna address tight end. Uh, in terms of losses, they lost Mitch Trubisky, which isn't much, that was the backup. Um, they lost Levi Wallace, which and, and John Feliciano to, to the Giants and Levi Wallace. I think Levi Wallace is probably their biggest loss that they had. So in terms of who they can go here, again, they might want to go corner because again, they got burned in, in the championship game against the Chiefs, and bolstering that secondary is probably the move. Um yeah. That being said, could go offensive line and continue to help Josh Allen because uh, I don't think their offensive line was overly dominant either, um, especially against that Chiefs game. I think their, their offensive line should have been better. I think the Chiefs got way too much pressure on, on the Bills um, than they should have with how good the Bills can be. Um, so either one of those, definitely anything but edge in the situation, I'd probably go. Kieran? Yeah, I'd say, like, corner. I'd go uh, Kyrie Elam is the best available corner for me. He's, you know, he's got a lot of length. Um, you know, uh, Corby uh, and cornerbacks out of the SEC too, you know, he's playing against the top competition. So um, there's less likely for him to be overwhelmed. Now you don't want to go too hard with the SEC bias, but I certainly would lean towards Elon here. Well, if there's any person who knows SEC bias, it's me because I live there. And even me, it drives me crazy just hearing all these fans talk about how it's the best. But anyway, there's a lot of ways the Bills can go here. I think you can't really roll out receiver either because um, they lost Cole Beasley. Stephon Diggs is their one receiver outside that. They don't have a ton of star power. Gabriel Davis is all right. They really need that slot guy. So I think John Dodson's a great fit for them there yeah. too. You could even see Chris Olave if he's available. In terms of interior line, I, I still don't think it's completely finished. I know they signed Roger Saffold. I presume he'll start, which to me is a Titans fan. That uh, makes me scratch my head a little because he – his it's it was pretty obvious watching him this year his body was starting to break down on him he just he's not the same player he once was but i like the corner pick too because losing levi wallace hurts them and i think it'll help him to, um be able to 
not be the corner one, which is because they have Tredavious White, and hopefully he rebounds well from his torn ACL. So, I mean, a lot of ways, but, I, but I, I'll go with you guys. I think corner is a good pick here. So, yeah. All right, next pick up, we have the Tennessee Titans max team. Uh, 12 and 5 last season in terms of acquired players, uh, not much. A lot of lost players, though, and I don't think they're huge losses. They lost Julio Jones, who, in terms of production and what he brings to the team, is probably not worth it at this point. And even Max, me and Max said probably towards the end of the season, we're like, Julio's going to take a cut sooner or later. Um, and they did it sooner than I thought of, but uh, still did it. And they also lost Janoris Jenkins, who, again, pretty aged corner, nothing serious there. Uh, in terms of their needs, I need linebacker, offensive tackle, guard. We do not need linebacker. We do not uh, need linebacker. I'm just going off the base. We do not need here. linebacker. Everyone uh, mocks a linebacker to us. It drives me crazy. We don't need a linebacker that bad. Um, and I, I can't speak more to the Titans than, than Max definitely could. But we'll start off with Kieran, and then we'll go to Max. Kieran, what do you have to say? Yeah, I'd say with the Titans, um, they have a pretty, you know, solid roster. Uh, you could go, you know, corner, but. I'm also just going to pass this one off to Max. He, he seems to be dying to talk about the Titans. Yeah, uh, we're not going to take linebacker because we um our midseason claim of Zach Cunningham was huge. We can play him and David Long. Not there's not a lot of guys outside of Tennessee who know David Long that well, but he's he's one of those young and up and coming players. I he's definitely going to be one of the starting two. It would be him and Zach Cunningham. Corner Caleb Farley is going to take um um. Janoris Jenkins spot. I, I assume he's going to split a lot of reps with Buster Screen, who filled in last year well. Defense, I think, is I, I'm going to be completely honest. I think defense is off the table for the Titans in the first round. The front four is coming back. We got our linebacker set, and our, our secondary is already good enough. to. We don't need to do it in the first round. I, it's got to be entirely between offensive line and receiver. And the way this draft is looking, I think if, if Chris Olave is there, I know we, he's got the concerns, but you just can't pass him up because he'll, he'll be in a spot where he won't even have to be the first, second, maybe not even the third option because we have Robert Woods now. I, I think it'd be a really good spot for him to come in and not take take on too much of a role. And so I, I, I definitely think of Chris Olave is there. There's also other receivers I like. I personally love Christian Watson from North Dakota State. I've watched his film recently. I think he fits our traits, our, our style really well. George Pickens is also another good player. I'm a little concerned about his his lack of volume production, although you could really attribute that to the subpar play, quarterback play at Georgia. Yes, I know that feels weird to say, but they didn't have great quarterbacking. They don't. They won a championship off of defense and great school positions. There's, I, def, I definitely think they're, um, the Titans are going to definitely, it's definitely got to be a receiver or an offensive lineman of some sort. Definitely watch out for an offensive lineman because the Titans, as much as we like to complain about, it, including me, they're going to be a run first team till the day they die, and they're going to want downfield bruisers. So, if, if someone like Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green's available, I think they they have to really think too. And I know, and I know they went to um Tyler the Tulsa's pro day. They like Tyler Smith. So I think a lot of different players between receiver and offensive line the Titans can go. Yeah, I went with uh, Kenyon Green. I good pick. I like it. Hundred percent. So. Moving on from there, at 27, we have the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are an interesting one here. They lose Alex Kappa, they lose Jordan Whitehead, and they lose O.J. Howard. Um, in terms of tight ends, I think Cameron Brait filled in decently for them last year, so I don't think O.J. Howard is a huge loss. Um, Jordan Whitehead, to me, is, is solid, but again, Antoine Walker has been fantastic since stepping into the NFL, so not, the huge, not that big of a loss there. And I think Alex Kappa was their biggest loss. They do replace him with Shaq Mason, so... Uh, not exactly. And then they also pick up Russell Gage, a wide receiver, probably off the board here. 
could go opposite guard and really try to solidify that for Tom Brady's possible final year. Could go defensive tackle, could try to pick up a tight end edge. And go, well, I think they really need to go with whoever is going to bring an X factor to this team. And, uh, you know, wherever that may be is where they need to get it from. But, you know, whoever they think the best talent is, this guy could be that X factor going into the playoffs that could hopefully get us over the hump of the Rams, whoever it might be going uh, into the playoffs this year. Um, you know, they're going to need that guy. And I think with Tom Brady, I think they're probably shooing for the playoffs again, as, as you guys you guys watch our last podcast. I picked the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. Again, it's just, it's two storybook. Tom Brady comes out of retirement to win the Super Bowl and then retires again. I just feel like it's going to happen. But Buccaneers need that one guy that's going to move the edge. Uh, Kiernan? Yeah, I would lean more towards like secondary, just because like the Buccaneers, obviously they got Tom Brady's like the reason they won their Super Bowl, but yeah. they're all their drafts before that, they built through the secondary. They used like a lot of their first round picks on secondary. And uh, that's ultimately was almost as big a part. I mean, their defense was really what won them their Super Bowl, right? And they got a lot of that through their corners. So, you know, if someone like a Lewis Stein, safety from Georgia, if he's there, you know, like Jalen Petrie, uh, Roger McCreary, like I think one of those guys, I think that the, I think they go back to their roots. I think they take a secondary guy. Because their secondary wasn't, what it was two years ago. Like that was the biggest drop off watching the Bucks the year they won the Super Bowl, watching the Bucks this year, their past defense was like night and day. Um, I think if you have one of the um, interior linemen available, like Zion Johnson or um, Kenyon Green, I think that's going to be the pick there. The Bucks are one of those teams where they, they start by winning in the trenches, which I, it's, I think is a great way to build a team. That's how I build my team get your offensive line, your defensive line established first, and they clear, clearly have a hole on the offensive line after they lost um, Alex Kappa. Um, I, I, I'm with Kiernan, too, with the secondary. I know their secondary had a lot of issues last year. I know a lot of them were injury-related, but still, they, they, they're one of those teams where they've shown that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, um, that they, they believe that um, the, the um, front four can mitigate a not-so-great secondary, which is true, but ultimately, but at some point that's going to come to burn you. So you got to make sure everything's good. So I, I definitely think it's between um, offensive line or um, um, secondary. They could go receiver. I think they'll wait on that because they, I think they'll, they'll trust themselves to be able to develop a receiver better. And with Brady, they definitely can. They don't need to go receiver right this second. 100%. Um, so moving on from there, we have the Packers at 28. We said last time they'd probably go wide receiver at the first pick. Um, and again, making the most out of, Aaron Rodgers here, I expect him to go probably offensive line off as a tackle if that's available, um, or potentially edge rush. I think A, a or B right there. Off the tackle, help Aaron Rodgers out, or go edge rush to help replace Darius Smith. Uh, Kiernan? Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say uh, going edge here. Also, I mean, I wouldn't – it's unrealistic, but I, I wouldn't mind if they uh, doubled up on receiver. I like – you know, like there's Drake Jackson from USC – I could see them picking here. Um, the problem with like, I just don't love, I think there's a pretty big drop off after like the top tier edge rushers, but uh, definitely to replace the Darius Smith. I mean, you, you need to do that. So probably edge or another receiver. Um, yeah. Me personally, I, the way I have it, I have Nicobe Dean slipping this far. And I think if he's available, they'll take him because they've, they haven't had the best linebackers over the year and they have a get a, a, a freak athlete like Kobe Dean, who's rangy and stuff, I, I think they would take him. I think it'd be a slam dunk for them. Yeah. But I think 
they they definitely need they could definitely use Edge after they cut um what's his name Darius Smith and they, they really they really could go re- double receiver I don't hate that because outside of the Vonde they didn't really have any extra starfire Alan Lazard's okay but like yeah I I don't know Amari Rogers still has room to grow but again you're the Packers you're looking to win now you're not waiting on skill position guys to make an impact you know two or three years down the road you want you want to get guys who will help you now so I, I definitely don't hate the receiver pick at all but i definitely don't think they'll do it because it's the packers mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's some especially like where in the where the drafts played out for me there was like like both dotson and like sky Moore are there and i i like both those guys so dotson i like for them a lot honestly yeah yeah no dotson is good he's he's definitely i feel like he's gonna be that i feel like there's always a receiver that gets picked early second round that Balls out like and I feel like Doc, that could be Dalton for sure. Uh, so moving on from there, we have the Chiefs at twenty nine and thirty. To me, Chiefs two obvious picks here. Uh, they did well with their offensive line and rebuilding it past the, over the past year. Um, which again, going back to it, was I think their biggest issue at the beginning of the season, which me and Max were right about because we talked about all oh, the pits line was gonna be bad, they're gonna be bad, and everyone made fun of us, but we we're right. That, that being said, uh, they end up being okay. To be fair, they ended up being okay. Um, that, that being said, I think two biggest needs here, uh, wide receiver. Uh, they got to replace Tyreek Hill somehow. I don't think McCole Harmon's really that guy. So they might want to go the fastest guy wide receiver they could possibly get, you know, get, get a guy that's going to stretch the defense to hopefully replace Tyreek Hill. I don't think you can. I still don't like that trade. Um, and then a 30 or vice versa. It doesn't really make a difference because you have back-to-back picks. You got to go edge and, and help build a pass rush. Brendan Ingram was all right. Um, or no, Melvin Ingram rather. It was all right. Um, but I don't really see him as, as being a dominant edge rusher and not really doing much for your team in the long run. So uh, those two guys, and I'd say safety, but they replace it just uh, Tyron Smith, uh, Tyron Matthew rather with Justin Reed. So wide receiver and edge, I think are the back-to-back picks for these two right here. Uh, Kiernan? Yeah, I don't really have much to add. I would say like, I mean, the Tyreek Hill trade, like it definitely, it might help them in the long run, but there's no way you can even think about replacing Tyreek Hill. He's mm-hmm. too unique. He's too, yeah, he's, he's just, he's one of, one of a kind players. So um, I would say like a receiver and an edge, especially like, especially like I really like the receivers at this point in the draft. Uh, so I would definitely go with uh, one of them. Yeah, I definitely agree with you guys as far as the draft picks. I think for sure it's edge and receiver. I think personally this is the point where you might see David Ojabo go because we're at the point where the talent is just almost too good to pass up and we're still pretty unsure of his rehab timeline, which is it's, it's pretty un- unsettling, definitely, especially with the Achilles injury for a, a speed rusher like him. It's going to be really, really tough to rebound. But if you think that he can rebound and you think he can do it within this year, I think you take a shot at him. Um, as far as, and I, I definitely think receivers next, I'm going to honestly, I'm going to really disagree with you guys on the Tyreek Hill trade. I think that like, they definitely couldn't have afforded to pay him because he wanted, it seemed like he was definitely honed in on the money at that point. Like that was where he was prioritizing. And if you're a chiefs, you're not even thinking to pay that 30 million a year, especially with Mahomes on the roster. Look at the, and they got a boatload of draft picks too. I mean, they, I mean, yes, I mean, he's a one of a kind player with the speed, but you don't necessarily need a speed guy to be great. I mean, Mahomes is a great quarterback. And if you replace him with a guy that can be physical on the outside the numbers and make great catches, they'll get they'll be just fine to me and plus they already have juju smith schuster a guy that he'll he'll um do well in the slot so yeah i think the chiefs are going to be okay i mean it, 
definitely hurt definitely hurt their speed game but like i think that i think it won't hurt them that bad actually because they can use these picks to improve the rest of the roster plus the cap space and, yeah. and that'd be go ahead Ken. in the long run i think that it'll certainly help like they couldn't afford having Kyrie kill i'm just saying like there's no way that you can i guess like you can't replace Tyree Kill and what he does. You just can't. Yeah, like that's like, and they're definitely to me like a worse. Like this year, they're gonna be worse than they were last year because they didn't have. I mean, I, I, that's all. But I agree with you. Like in terms of building a team, like yeah, they they definitely it wasn't a fleecing. It was not like this was not like a highway robbery type thing. They, they mm. got a lot for Tyree. And I I think the Dol- and going off topic a little here, I think the Dolphins are gonna end up regretting it. I really do. Mm. And for me, like I said, I don't like trade for for two reasons. I think I know I predicted preseason to to last season. I predicted the Chiefs were going to cut Tyreek Hill, and that was one of the things I did. And I, I again, that. because they, I can't afford him, and I knew they had to get rid of him somehow. Here's the issue with I think both sides of the trade, and, and what they're going to have to do on the Chiefs side of things. You lose your star receiver, and the uniqueness that he brought to their offense and the ability to stretch the defense is not something you could just replace. Again, with this wide receiver pick, they can either go at one or two options, and they're going to have to design their offense around this. So they're going to have to go another fast receiver like next to Burner that could stretch out the defense or run deep post, et cetera, et cetera. Or they're going to have to pick another Juju Smith type of receiver where he's a really good receiver underneath and just build a whole new sort of, sort of scheme in terms of having short and medium routes rather than always beat over the top, which is a lot different than the Chiefs team that we normally see. Dolphin side of things, again, giving up all those picks was terrible because – if you have no quarterback throwing Tyree Kill, what good is it? Yeah. A, B, you need all those picks to, re, to keep to rebuild. So I think both teams essentially lose the trade. Definitely the Dolphins, I think, come out of it worse. Um, but in terms of, as like Kieran said, in the immediate, it's really going to hurt the Chiefs. So I, I don't necessarily love it. But again, I don't necessarily hate it, hate it. Um, I just don't think it was a fantastic trade for either people. I would have loved to seen the Chiefs get uh, Jalen Waddell out of that trade, actually. And if that was to happen, maybe you, you lose a couple of the picks, you pick up Jalen Waddle, who when he came into the, the league, you know, I, when I mocked him, I had him mirrored to Tyree Kill uh, in terms of yeah. who he could be. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he, he'd be a decent replacement for Tyree Kill on a cheaper contract. It, it just makes sense. Um, it's, uh, you know, at some point you probably have to pay Jalen Waddle too. So necessarily a, a, a huge solution. But for the meantime, you get a little bit of picks and Jalen Waddle. I think that'd be the best of both worlds. But obviously that trade did not happen. Um, so that's how I feel about that trade. Let me and let me just say I fully trust Andy Reid. He's been in the league a long time. He's an offensive genius. Even if it's not the same kind of offense he ran, he'll make the appropriate changes. And the Chiefs, like I said, I even the, they might take him a few games. But even like as he goes on, I'm I personally am confident they're going to be just fine. I, I really do. They'll, they'll be they'll be good. I mean, the, the division they might not win their division, but they'll make. <laughs> well, that's such a stacked division. Well, so. That's what I'm saying. They'll make the they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. I would, I would say. I mean, the speed on the Dolphins, though, is scary. Like, with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. That's going to be crazy. Like, that, yeah. that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, so, going next 31, we have the Bengals, who fired Alex Kappa, uh, as well as uh, Ted Harris. And pretty much addressed the offensive line in the free agency. Um, and they'll pick up Lyle Collins. So, what heavy, heavy offensive line in this free agency. Um, this next coming draft, I think it's, it's one of two choices. On the front end of it, because they did such a heavy job in the free agency with offensive line, you got to go corner. Uh, DeAndre Baker did uh, – I'm sorry, Eli Apple, rather, was, not, was terrible for them in the Super Bowl. 
Um, obviously burned by Cooper Cuff. So I think secondary is the way to go here. If you don't go there, you can address offensive line. You keep building for Joe Burrow because obviously you have a fantastic wide receiver core. Um, your tight end group was pretty good. They'll also use him. I think he's replaceable. But yeah, so I think you go to corner here. I think I think it's probably their, their best pick here. Uh, Kiernan? Yeah, I would agree with the corner. Uh, I wouldn't even mind them like, tra- like trading this pick for like a star, either like a really good corner or a really good offensive lineman, you know, kind of like the Chiefs did think a year ago they traded their pick in a similar spot i think they had the exact same pick and they traded it for uh the ravens guy but uh yeah i would say that if they do keep the pick uh i would say corner is a good place to go just because you know i've said this a few times but like here late in first early second i think there's just like a lot of players that like in the top 50-ish range that you could take a cornerback like whether, you know, even like a Kyler Gordon, Roger McCreary, like Daxton Hill, you know, guys like that. So I think there are just too many quality corners compared to like good offensive linemen don't really make it to pick 31. So I would, I would say go corner. Yeah, I definitely corner here. Like, like Nick said, I was going to go offensive line, but obviously they don't need to do that anymore because they pretty much replaced it all in free agency. And again, we, we know they need corners. We know Eli Apple's not good. So yeah, they, they need reinforcements back there badly. That's really their only other need. So like, yeah, that's that's I think that's pretty pretty obvious one. I think yeah. we're all in agreement. And then the thirty two, we have the Lions, who were the last pick in the first round. Um, I think here you go, whatever is best available. Um, either somebody who fell, or maybe you, you take a shot at. Everyone thinks the second rounder is the first round. A lot of options here. Uh, what do you guys have to say? I'm looking right now on their need sheet. Um. There's a lot of ways they can go. One player I've watched a lot more in the past few days I've I've liked is Dax Hill. I he's um again the safety's a safety's one of those spots I like around this point in the draft. It's it's a really safe position because it's such an instinctively based position. And Dax Hill, he's right down the road at Michigan again. One of those players we talked about the Falcons Trayvon Walker right in their back pocket. I think I mean they they could go receiver here. I think it's going to be either Dax Hill or receiver. But I think um. And I know, and I know they have another pick two, like another pick two picks later. But I think just in case the Jags are wanting to take a safety, I think Dax Hill would be the pick pick here. Although I could see them going. I mean, and, and there's not just one or two ways they can go with this pick. They can go a lot of ways. They could even take a quarterback. Honestly, although history shows taking quarterback this late is probably not the smart play, especially in, and I and I don't trust the Lions to develop them any differently. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, would, I would agree with everything you said. Gotcha. And that wraps up our first round. I do want to bring up this. Uh, teams without a first-round pick. Um, and I'll ask you guys, who do you think is the team most likely to trade back in and go get a first-rounder? Uh, 49ers, Bears, Broncos, Browns, Colts, Dolphins, Raiders, Rams. Um, I think one of the things for sure, the Rams are not trading back into that first round because they hate first-round draft picks. Um, don't really expect the Raiders to, to really go and trade back into the first round because – uh, you know, they really don't need anybody. Um, beyond that, what do you guys see? There's a lot of teams without a first-round pick this year. Yeah. yeah. There are yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I, I just seem like the – I'd probably say the Niners just because, like, I trust that they would use the pick, like, well. And, like, I don't know. I trust their management. So, like, I'd say them probably. And, like, they always seem to, like, pick – first-time players. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know. I think again, trades are one of those things that's tough to predict. It's all it's all gonna depend on the board at the time. It's it's, the it's, again, it's, it's the draft. You on all these predictions we make are probably gonna be toast by the time the draft begins because even the like the guys who do the mock drafts put them out, they only get like four or so picks right in the draft. So you and never the, know the, which way the especially with trades, you never know which way they're gonna go. And all those trades that happen at like in the in the war room, like as the draft goes on, it's the same yeah. stuff. And yeah. the, the franchise changing decisions they make on the fly in that draft period is, is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, with that being said, that wraps up our episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, thanks for having yeah. Kieran on. Um, was was a lot of was a blast to do. Uh, really insightful. I hope you guys learned a little about a little bit about you know who's on the board this upcoming draft, and hopefully everyone has a solid draft for your teams. Um, thanks again to Kieran. Uh, thank you guys again for watching. Hope to see you guys next episode, which should be. Uh, round two for our free agency episode probably come out in the next couple weeks or so um that being said thank you guys for watching